This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Here we go. It's our number three of the G-Bag Nation on 105.3 The Fan. Bobby Carilla, Mavs.com joining us now here to talk about this basketball team. Had a great come from behind victory last night against Washington. They'll play one more, then hit the all-star break. Bobby, good afternoon. How the heck are you? Gentlemen, I'm pretty good. Hope y'all are doing well, too. Of course, that fourth quarter saved some things last night, but uh, they won the game, so all is well. Yes, and certainly there's going to be challenges, but I'm finding myself right now, Bobby, thinking how much better is this team than what we saw in the first half of the season? I think they're a lot better. I think they're a lot better. I mean, they're much bigger. They're more athletic. They're stronger. They're a little more tenacious uh, after the additions of P.J. Washington and Daniel Gafford at the trade deadline. But last night showed another reason why they're better, which is they could not buy a bucket for like three and a half quarters, and yet they still won the game. And now a cynic would say, okay, well, I mean, Washington is not very good, but Washington was shooting it pretty well from two. Washington was forcing a bunch of Mavs turnovers, but Dallas was able to win the game with their defense primarily, which is something that they have not done this season. Uh, If you follow Istok Franco, one of the, the great Mavs minds on Twitter, he said earlier today, I think this was only their fourth or fifth win all season whenever they scored a below average rate on offense. And so, you know, and that just goes to show how much they've relied on offense to this point in the year. But now all of a sudden with more size, with more rebounding, with more of a presence, more versatility on defense, they can win that way too. And uh, that's what you need to do in order to, to go on a playoff run. Obviously, it'll be matchup dependent, but assuming health, what do you think? Because they, they closed it out with with Washington and Kleba playing the four and five last night. What do you think is their is their ideal closing five man lineup? That's a good question. I mean, I think it's primarily matchup dependent. You know, Washington was going with. I mean, I don't know who you want to call the five. Kyle Kuzma was kind of the tallest guy, or Denny Avdia. They were going pretty small, and the Mavs were for the most part, trying to come back from a deficit. And so they really prioritized spacing offensively to open some things up, and it worked. If they're protecting a lead, I still think they're probably going to want to go with Lively or Daniel Gafford if, like, Lively's hurt or in foul trouble or whatever. Uh, But against some teams, especially in a playoff situation, whenever you're going up against teams that have a lot of wings and those wings can all put the ball on the floor, you need guys that can step out and switch and guard those guys in space one-on-one and Kleba can do that and I mean him coming back from injury and filling in at the five the way he has before they got Gafford and without Lively has been a huge driving force behind their winning right now Um, and if, if they can keep that dude healthy and playing confident like this then all of a sudden kind of out of nowhere they go from needing bigs desperately to now they almost like have too many bigs it's a pretty good problem to have. Bobby Carrillo, Mavs.com with us here in the G-Bag Nation. You talked about the defense. What have you seen from, from Luka? It seems like he has taken his game to another level on that side of the floor. Some Mavs Muse put out something like he's top three, top 10 in three different personal defensive categories. 
Yeah, teams are really hunting him this year. You know, really kind of – it doesn't matter who he's guarding to begin the possession. That guy is going to go set a screen for the other team's superstar. And more often than not, Luke is going to end up one-on-one against those guys. And it hasn't always been super pretty. I mean, Jalen Brown got him pretty good in that Celtics game. But, you know, Luka has done really, really well in isolation this season. And I think the, the, the main reason why he's taken a big step forward, more than just like – digging in and like really locking in and trying is he's using his really, really high basketball IQ to help him make plays. Like he's gotten very good at anticipating when a guy is going to pull off like a spin move and he can reach around and use his length to poke the ball away. Or he's really good at jumping passing lanes, just forcing mistakes. Uh, you know, Luca can see things before they happen on offense, but he can use that trick too on defense. And when he does, he's able to make plays to help the team and get him out in transition, go the other way. So you know, whenever he really dials in and moves his feet, he can be an effective defender. He's so big and strong. Uh, but also, whenever he uses his mind, he can see things before they happen and, and make plays too. And I think, you know, one thing that's enabled that, by the way, is just trusting Kyrie, playing through him more. You know, it's just less on-ball time for Luka, which allows him to, to catch his breath out on offense and, and, you know, apply a little more energy to defense. So there's really like this symbiotic uh, effect happening that's helping him on both ends of the floor. Bobby, was uh, was there a game that kind of led them to make this trade to try and change everything out, or was this something that was this was coming all throughout the whole season? I think it's been a long time coming, honestly. I mean, I've I've how many times have I said to y'all? I mean, of course, everybody wants more centers, more effective size around here. But how many times have I said the Mavs need more long, switchable athletes that can defend? one through four, or at least two through four. And in P.J. Washington's case, sometimes even some centers. I mean, you need size up and down the lineup, not just at the center spot. Now, I think, you know, understanding and really discovering just how good Derek Lively has been might have pushed down center, down their list of priorities a little bit. But, you know, he's missed quite a bit of time this season. And, of course, without him, they've really struggled, you know, at, at, at both ends of the floor. Uh, at various times, especially against good teams. And so, you know, I think maybe losing some games that they did the way they did, uh, you know, unable to to really control the defensive glass, kind of put a little more pressure on them to make a deal for a big. But I think they were going to try and add a wing no matter what. I mean, I, I don't think losing to Boston or the Nuggets or, you know, watching Siakam score 35 or whatever he did on them really – made that need any more glaring. I mean, I think they were going to go for it no matter what. And, and you know, it seems to be working out so far because Washington's been really good. Bobby Carella, Mavs.com with us here in the G-Bag Nation. All right, you're in that building. Uh, who, who do you think, if you pulled everybody from top to bottom in that organization, who do you think they would find more annoying, Christian Wood or Grant Williams? Oh, man, I, I, I don't want to speak ill of uh, my former comrades, <laughs> but uh, there's there's a little bit of a war of words going on right now, isn't there? feels that way yes yeah i don't yeah. Uh, i mean you don't have to speak for anybody but i mean it seemed like the annoyance level got extremely high with grant williams i know it did last year with christian wood yeah you know vibes are uh sometimes vibes are, are tough to gauge um sometimes they are not tough to gauge and it really felt like you know there's just some guys go through it whether it's playing time or role on the team or just individual form like are my shots going in or not um, and you know, there, there can only be so much, you know, so, so many off vibes, I guess is what I could say. And, you know, 
hopefully everybody's in a better situation now. Well, Bobby, I'm really proud of the way you handled that question, yeah, by the way, Bobby. Well, I'll put I'll you in a bad spot going. there. It is a toxic Tuesday. Uh, and so Spencer Dinwiddie's comments, did you see what he had to say? Why picking the Mavs over the Lakers? How did you read into that? I did, man. A very violent metaphor. I mean, I, I don't know. I felt like there there could be better uh, examples. It's Valentine's Day. I feel like you could make it kind of romancy instead of about a fist fight. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's pretty spicy. People are people are really willing to speak their minds. Um, I don't necessarily think that Dinwiddie meant anything like you know negative toward the Mavs. I think he just wanted kind of a challenge. And I think also, you know, the way he sees it, he's definitely going to get more minutes than he would have in Dallas. You know, he's probably not closing games here, whereas with the Lakers, I would say he almost certainly is, you know, as long as he's healthy and not in foul trouble or whatever. Uh, And that leads to opportunities to get more money on your next contract or whatever. So, you know, I think maybe the the metaphor that he used was a little confusing for me, but I, I wouldn't. You know, if I'm a Mavs fan, I'm 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 not really getting in my feels over that because you know I, I kind of understand where Spencer's coming from there. When they when they acquired him a couple of years ago, I was in my feels. I did not believe that the Mavericks were a front office that was really pursuing a championship. They seemed to fall in love with their guys and and moved away from their favorites really really um, you know difficultly. They they clung to the past and and what they had. I I think since then or maybe that move changed things. They have become. I think much more convincing that they have what it takes to build a championship roster from my perspective, Bobby. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I mean, some of that is recognizing like, first off, just how good Luca is, you know, he is the guy that can take you there. Um, And then also, you know, furthermore, getting a better feel on not only like Nico Harrison's vision for the roster and kind of what he wants, which is in many ways different than the previous regime. You know, the previous regime wanted more shooting specialists, more spacing around Luca. Uh, it feels like Nico wants, you know, guys that can shoot the ball, but he wants more positional size, more, I guess, for lack of a better word, just dogs, guys that are just tough and going to go out there and scrap and fight for everything. Um, in addition to being skilled, of course, but, you know, we're seeing sort of a, a different approach. And within that, you know, is kind of that relationship aspect. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie really likes Jason Kidd and Nico Harrison and came here, at the trade deadline a couple years ago and really rehabilitated his league image, had an incredible playoff run, um, you know, and, and I wouldn't say salvaged his career because he's an incredible player, but obviously he was playing in the conference finals, you know, playing a, a huge role for the Mavs. So, you know, they, uh, they can definitely identify talent. They're starting to figure out what kind of guys they need around Luca, and they're, they're really not afraid to pull the trigger uh, on, on deals to help get those guys in here. Do you think they'll have to do more this summer? Are they going to be aggressive, or do you think they've acquired enough that now it's you know piece for piece type of maybe at a mid level exception, or where we we got enough? Let's see how the cake ends up baking. I think they're going to keep being aggressive. You know, if if all goes according to plan, meaning they don't just fall completely off the wagon and 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 hang on to their top ten pick this year, uh, they'll have two first round picks and four second round picks available for trade this summer. And they still have some interesting contracts. And, you know, if they don't win the championship this year, of course, like if they do, you want to keep it together. But if they come up short, especially if they don't like even make it out of the first round or God forbid, they don't even you know make it to the first round to begin with. They're definitely going to be aggressive. You know, I think they they want to win a championship and, and put themselves in position to win a championship as soon as possible. And so, um, you know, we'll see if they can pull it off. Of course, there's going to be a whole lot more competition including the Lakers and some other teams are going to have more picks to trade as well. But, 
you know, we know the Mavs are not afraid of making a deal. Bobby Carella, Mavs.com, with us here in the G-Bag Nation. Uh, you know, Jason Kidd takes plenty of heat, um, and oftentimes deservedly so. Uh, I I saw that after timeouts, the Mavs' point per possession is is pretty high, some of the best in the league. Uh, and I think that's a tip of the cap to Jason Kidd there. Uh, what what do you what do you feel like is the best quality uh, when it comes to Jason Kidd? What does he do best here, other than you know making sure that Kyrie and Luca are happy? I mean, in today's day and age, that's a very important aspect of coaching. So I would say that is probably the number one thing is that he has the respect and, and trust, I think, of, of the two best players here, um, which matters a lot. Now, I think, you know, the, the thing that I feel like J-Kid has really intentionally tried to do since becoming the head coach here is also the same thing that kind of drives some fans nuts during games, especially when things feel like they're going sideways. He really trusts his players to figure it out. You know, I think part of that is kind of a, maybe like a, a bit of like an overcorrection from when Rick Carlisle was the head coach for as, as genius as Rick was. He was very liberal with his timeout usage. You know, the other team goes on a 4-0 run. It's a timeout. Hey, let's figure it out. J-Kid has really kind of gone the other way and just really trusted the players to figure that out. And also, I think part of that is kind of implicitly encouraging Luca to embrace more of like a leadership role. Like, you don't need to hear it from the coach. You need to hear it from Luca. Hey, Luca, if something's going on, you're out there. Speak up. Say it. You know, put it in action. Kyrie, same thing. And uh, other experienced players on the roster, same thing. So, you know, it's definitely an interesting choice. I think it's been intentional by him. Uh, and sometimes that means the other team scores 12 points in a minute and a half. They go like bang, 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 just a couple threes in a row. And he's not going to call a timeout. He trusts the players to figure it out. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Um, I don't know how y'all feel about momentum. I don't really believe momentum is real. Uh, that might be a controversial opinion. Oh, but, you and Reg. You know, yeah, but you, you have to psych yourself out of believing in the boogeyman. You know, teams go on runs all the time in the NBA. And so I, I, I appreciate that he doesn't call panic timeouts, not only because I don't think momentum is real, but also it does sometimes make the games go faster. And I'm never going to complain about that. You brought up Valentine's Day. I know it's been two games, but I am smitten with Daniel Gafford. Is this a uh, butt crack or basketball type of statement here? But Daniel Gafford is the best Mavs center since Tyson Chandler. Wow. Wow. Uh, what was that scale? Butt crack or butt basketball? Butt crack or uh, basketball. Butt crack meaning it's a terrible statement. Basketball meaning oh, okay. you agree. Okay. I'm glad that you specified that for me uh, or clarified. You were thinking uh, butt crack was the good thing? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. You it never can't be know. confusing. We can go ball sack if case you by case. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't love a good, you know? Uh, but uh, yeah, you know, I think um, he's really good. You know, he's really he's just tenacious, man. He's tenacious and tough and big, and he's fast. I mean, he gets up and down the floor. He plays hard. You know, he's got like the motor of Dwight Powell, but the body of a, obviously a much bigger, stronger dude. And that's what the Mavs have needed. You know, it feels like over the years, especially in the Luca era. They've had guys that are really tall. They've had guys that are really big, but they just maybe haven't been able to click in the pick and roll or they haven't been cool with what their role was or whatever. Gafford totally is, you know, he knows exactly already kind of knows exactly where Luca wants him. Still working out the kinks a little bit, but I mean, he's really, really good. And, you know, the prospect of being able to roll out him and lively for 48 minutes a game is really, really cool. And it doesn't hurt whenever you have a, a stretch five that can play, if you need to, to space the floor instead of those guys. And I think the best part about Gafford 
is that he's not going to complain if he is only playing 20 minutes a game off the bench. Last night, he only played about 20 minutes, and he had like 16 and 17 and 5. So, I mean, the dude is going to fill it up whenever he's out there. Thank you, Bobby. Outstanding stuff. I I did hear you say championship a couple of times a few minutes ago, and I'm right there with you. I think it's on the cards. It's possible. Let's go. Hope so. Hope so. We'll see. They still have to get into the top six first, so one (laughs) one step at a time. But, hey, I mean – it's always good to have reason to be optimistic. You know what I mean? Yeah, Bobby, And if you could do some recon on Gafford, I'm not sure if you're familiar with his nickname. It's allegedly the Landlord. Um, and if you could just do some back-channeling on that for us. Yeah, stay tuned to the Mavs YouTube channel because we have an interview coming out with him either tomorrow or the next day where we ask him that very question. So nice, we will get the truth out soon. Did you ever find out about Luca? Is he uh, a Luca guy or what's the deal with that? Unfortunately, I it just it's I've never been in the right moment with him. Okay. Never been the right time. But I'm holding out hope. He's still got another few years under contract, and then hopefully ten more after that. So I, I will learn that truth one day as well. We have to know once and for all if we can call him, you know, in good conscience, Lufa Doncic. I hope so. Maybe just manifest it. If you call him that, he'll buy Lufas. Like it's going to happen. <laughs> Maybe you can make it true. <laughs> I'll do my part. I know you will too, Bobby. That's where you're the best in the business. I love you, buddy. Cheers. There he goes, Thank Bobby Carella. Hell of a Mavs insider here with you in the G-Bag Nation, reporter, analyst. Uh, commanders are hiring Sharif Floyd as their assistant defensive line coach. Yeah. Dang it. Former uh, Vikings player. It will continue his career there with Dan Quinn. The commanders now in Washington. Yeah. So, yeah. Another man down there, and uh, hopefully an opportunity for Mike uh, Zimmer to uh, add somebody to his staff that uh, you know maybe could be a difference maker because they've lost a number of them already. Okay, uh, top 10 at 420 is coming up next. Woolchuck, where are you taking us? Man, I was tolling earlier, and I love the KNC segment talking about unique sports names in the history of sports. I've got the top 10 most unfortunate names in sports history. What are some of your favorites? That's next on The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh. 